What's the approach? Come on, the coaches, you see them in person. Uh-huh. Look at it. You know you're going to find an IG. You're going to know it. You're going to find somebody that know it. Get the IG. Wow. That's the move? Yeah, the keyboard. Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it because it's your business. Your business, business. Handle all of your business. Value all of your business. You say you're minding your business. My business. What's up? What's up, good people? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Listen, welcome back. Y'all was here with us on Thursday. Now y'all are back again on Friday. I'm glad you came because I have a great conversation with Darius Slay, a.k.a. Big Play Slay. And we talk about a little bit of everything. Drake had that line about rappers and athletes are synonymous because we want to be them and they want to be us. But when you talk to athletes, it don't matter that Darius Slay plays football. We all have so much in common. It's crazy. We know that grind. We know the feeling when you make it to the championship and don't win. We're going to talk about all of that, man. Coming right now. Let's go. So first of all, my guy, you know I've been talking to you all season long. Shouting out to Big Plays. Your name online is Big Play Slay for a reason. You back that up. So first of all, congrats on an amazing season. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so listen, I've made it to the WNBA Finals in, in 2016, and we came up short. So I know what it's like to get all the way to that big game and then not get the actual cup. So I'm just curious, like, what have these past few weeks been like for you? They've been rough, man, you know, just because – of course, I wanted to be a you know Super Bowl champ, but uh, I was just thankful to be in that moment, man. My first time ever experiencing it. It was fun. Enjoyed it. My family enjoyed it. The only reason after the loss, because my family was there, I was all right with it. You know, my kids got to see something they never saw before. You know, Riri was out there. You know what I'm saying? So I got to see Riri for the first time. So uh, Did y'all watch it? Heck no, nah, man. Uh, the wife and the kids, them all did, but uh, they had a good time seeing it. You know, seeing her first time performing in so long. So, uh you know, seeing them, they kind of like, man, dad, it was fun out there. So I'm like, dang, at least I feel good about something. But that loss was, no, I ain't like that loss. I'm curious, though, because it's funny because, like, at halftime, we're the same. Like, when people are performing at halftime, we got to go into the locker room. So was that a conversation with y'all, like, or was it like everybody was like, because I could see, this is Rihanna we're talking about. Really, right? Come on now. They got a little, we asked Coach, Coach like, come on now, y'all know y'all can't do that. But we know we, was, we knew we couldn't <laughs> that for real, but we just like, all right, we're going to throw it out there, though. You know, just to check the waters. Time. Just to check it, now. Just to check it. <laughs> it's funny though because you can tell that the Eagles y'all are like a tight-knit group and I love that you asked your teammates do y'all want to be co-workers or y'all want to be friends now what made you want to ask that and like get that distinction in between it I know this is a business you know everybody everybody doing this business for you know most likely to provide for themselves or their family or whatever so uh I like to have fun at work I kind of just told them as a, as a group as a, that was my OG told me when I was a rookie man we could be co-partners or we could be friends and most of my guys you know we friends so uh that's your choice to decide. And um, and I did the same thing with my group as a leader. So I just gave them the choice. Like, hey, we could be friends or we could just be coworkers, man. I could just help you learn a playbook, whatever, whatever needs. Or we go hang outside of work. And, um, you know, everybody got an understanding of it. And uh, most everybody wanted to be friends anyway, though. But you got to put it out there because it's just a busy, crazy world, man, with the NFL. You know, when it comes to the business side of it. 
get real personal. All right, cool. So you talked about football is a business, and we've kind of seen the business for the Eagles coaching staff has been good. Jonathan Gannon is now the head coach of the Cardinals, former Philadelphia defensive coordinator. Shane Steichen is the head coach of the Colts. I know defensive coordinator would have been directly to you. What kind of coach is the Cardinals getting? They got a great coach, man. They got a guy that's going to like – be a lot of energy, man. He'll bring a lot of energy. One thing about him, he's never like down. He'll stay the same person every day. He's a good dude, man. And um, with him being a DB too, so me and him got along very well. I'm happy for him, man. You know, he deserves it, man. A lot of people was talking bad about him in Philly. They ain't like how he was running his defense, but, you know, his defense turned out to be the second best in the league, number one pass defense. But they got a good dude in hands, man. I'm looking forward to see how he do it with uh, Arizona, man. You know, I wish he would stay, but uh, I know every coach want to be a head coach. Yeah, because I was going to say, what's that like after having an amazing year, which y'all did, get all the way to the Super Bowl, your offensive coordinator's gone, your defensive coordinator's gone. you got to be happy for him. I've been in that same position, so you got to be happy for him. But what is that like for y'all's mindset going into next year? Everybody in this job is to win. When you're a winning team, they like to take winning programs. So uh, that's how the leaders build off winning. It's going to be tough, man, and try to replace them two guys, man, because they're great at their job. So uh, we'll just see how it goes, man. I'll be looking forward to it. I love meeting new people, you know, learning new more football schemes and stuff like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I hope both of them boys are the best. Bet. And so I follow you on Twitter. I told them they need to follow you on Twitter if they don't because you be talking that talk, big play, 24 slay on Twitter. And you had tweeted out, Man, with all these new coaches getting jobs, I know my guy, Denard Wilson, should be a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Now, we've seen this conversation happen more and more with Eric Bieniemy and different people of that nature. What do you think makes these guys get overlooked? Like, you know, like we see all these coaching jobs flying around. What what do you think makes them get overlooked? They behind the scenes a lot of stuff, man. Uh, sometimes the coordinator do a lot of the work, but, you know, the guys that do the underground work, the studying, the film study, all of that, they got to bring it to the coordinator to like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. I think this coverage of work this. And uh, with my guy, man, he he was the, you know, the passing coordinator. He was balls out, you know what I'm saying? Number one passing defense, did his thing. Uh, so uh, I think he should be good for him. But, uh, yeah, and just like Bellamy, man, you know, everybody be thinking Andy Reid got a lot to go with. He got some pill in it too. So uh, I'm glad I hope, I hope for him. Too in Washington. Well, you know what? I really hope bad for him in Washington. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, come on now, be for real. Hey, I, I support <laughs> black people, man. But hey, we play us. He need to have a bad game, bad coaching game. And what was that move though? You know, there was a lot of conversation about that move. Was it a good move then? Because would he have been in Andy Reid's shadow forever? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because some people feel like it wasn't a good move because. Kansas City's a good situation, but is it a good move for him personally? I mean, me personally, I would too. I would have left too, man. I don't want two Super Bowls, and I just need to go prove myself my, to everybody else in the world. It's not can't get better than winning the Super Bowl, so he got two of them already. Best thing you do now is win one on his own. Yeah, that's true. And so I want to talk to you uh, for a little bit because we talked about the business aspect of it. And I like to talk contract. You know, I've had a lot of contracts in my life. It's different now. Like the contracts, that's another thing about athletes that people don't realize. Our business just be out there in the streets. Like we can just, we can Google this. So I'm letting people know that what I'm about to say is very Googleable. But after being traded from the Detroit Lions to the Eagles, you agreed to a three-year contract extension worth 50 of them things, okay? 50 M's to go to Philly. First of all, congrats on earning your bag because I want to make sure, like, you earned your bag, and that's a thing in sports. But now heading into the 22 season, you are set to make 26 million cap, which is the highest for a cornerback this year. 
like I said, congratulations because you're considered one of the top five in your position in the NFL, and that's just common knowledge. So what is that like on contract years coming up? What's your mindset? You know, are you ex- are you going to sign an extension? I'm trying to get, what's up? What's up, Slay? Look, I'm asking you, what's up? Ah. Hey, you know me, man. Look, hey, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, you know, of course I want an extension with the Eagles. You know, I love the Eagles. Uh, they took another chance on me, man, and um, trading for me. And I panned out very well, of course. But, yeah, man, I love that. I love that money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, of course, I'm going to be talking about this. Obviously, in this area, that's what all we all do. You know, when uh, we got one year left on idea, we try to get an extension because, you know, it makes the cap low. Yep. And then, you know, you can start building around the team because, you know, once you cap too high, you can't add more players. So, with me, you know, with my cap that high, I'm sure they probably want to, you know, get it down. And uh, the best way to get it down is, you know, give me some money. Come on now. <laughs> Go. We are with it, though, you know, but I love Philly, man. I, you know, I, I plan on staying on Philly, but, you know, if it don't, it don't happen. But uh, I know I got one year left here. Man, yeah, I love to stay in Philly for sure. Yeah, and speaking on Philly, I mean, Jalen Hurts, this was a big year. But you had said a while ago that you knew this success was coming. So, like, what is it about him? Because we all know that there's the quarterbacks and there's that leader in the quarterback. But everything I hear about Jalen Hurts just sounds like he's different. I don't know what it is. But so you played with him. Like, what makes him special? Man, he's just a, a, a humble kid, man. Very, very humble, man. I mean humble as in, like, he don't look past nobody. You know, he know everybody in the locker room, everybody from the janitors all the way up to the head man. And uh, he speaks to everybody, you know. Well, what is this league going to? A lot of guys ain't the humble guys in the league. You know, I'm going to be real. A lot of people not humble as him, you know, at, at the quarterback position because that position requires so much attention, so much everything. He makes time for everybody. So uh, good dude, man. Um, he a young dude, man, and, but he listens. And that's what makes him a big-time player, man. Um. I know this uh, past OTAs last year when I already knew it is that uh, we would be in practice. He asked questions. He asked me questions. You know, I'm on the defense side. He'd be like, hey, man, what forced me to make this type of throw? Hmm. And I told him why. And uh, he listened and then um, he go execute it the next day and be trying to beat us in practice. But we used to be whipping his ass. <laughs> I love that. You know, with two high power offense and defense going at each other in practice. He's on the button, uh, he could get better. So, uh, you know, they was like the number one offense. We were the number one defense. We were the number one pass. They was one the most crazy. They the highest. They know they had the most explosive plays in offense. So it kind of balanced out each other, man. We had a great, a great group this past year, man. Of course, I'm mad that it go. We have to change, but you know, Hurst a dude, man. He's a real good dude, real talented, man. He worked hard. Man, they say iron sharpens iron. And I was on my Minnesota Lynx team where our first unit was a, a squad. And then our second unit, which I was on, we was trying to give them fits every day. So I already know what it's like to be in that situation where it's like y'all just sharpening each other, which is probably why y'all were both number one in, in your parts. But I'm curious, too. Now, football is one of those in-your-face type of sports where we know like there's a lot of trash talking. So who do you think is like the talks the most trash on the field? Like, Because for me, the first person I think of for WNBA is Donna Taurasi, it's no question. And I think she was cemented in the Hall of Fame when she told the ref, I'll meet you in the lobby. So I think that she would be the one that like pops in my mind first. But who would you say in the NFL is that person? It's a lot of them, man, honestly. Uh, I don't really get a lot of trash talk to myself because I'll be minding my business. I'm just out here playing. <laughs> for real? Yeah, I play too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm never serious. I'm kind of <laughs> just laughing and giggling every time. But the guys I kind of had a uh, you know a little rump with, I had a rump with DK before mm-hmm. and um, Des Bryant. Des Bryant probably talked the most trash I ever heard somebody ever talk. Cowboy. Yeah, I'm talking about 
this one I was in Detroit. He was talking about every play, run plays, pass plays, <laughs> even on a, on a kickoff. We're like, bro, we ain't even out there yet. You know what I'm saying? So he was one of the biggest ones I had. But uh, from the people I hit, did hear about, man, my teammate for sure is one of the biggest ones. Who's that? Brandon Graham, BG. Oh, for real? I'm talking about he going to let you have it at the coin toss. You know, <laughs> I said, good Lord. I'm talking about he's picking everybody up. He the one got into it with me and DK. He talking junk to DK. And I'm like, bro, you ain't even got to guard DK. I got to guard DK. <laughs> don't, don't gas him up to get on me. They be saying DK look like he from Wakanda. That's what they said. That you boy. see that man? That man say he eat candy every day and still got all them abs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. And so you really don't be talking trash because I'm shocked because your Twitter, sometimes you be clapping back at them trolls yeah, now. I mean. Yeah, see, but see, that's the thing is uh, <laughs> I clap back at the, at the fans a little bit just because they'll be knowing what be going on. But in the NFL, I'm kind of well-respected, you know, five-time pro bowler, all pro, one of the highest days. So that kind of, and I don't bother nobody, for real. I really don't, man, because – it takes a lot of energy to keep talking trash when I got to be the one chasing you around. So I got to save my energy. <laughs> you know? So if I was on offense now, I'd talk a lot more trash because, you know, you got, you got to play off me. But on defense, man, it's too much talking. You got to talk to your teammates about the coverage. got to adjust this and adjust that. I ain't got time to talk. I'll be too tired out there. All right. So there was a clip about Michael B. Jordan this past week at the premiere. Did you see that thing where? I heard about it. I saw it this morning. And I'm like, no, that is a girl that he went to school with or something. Yeah, because it reminded me, didn't the Lions, the former Lions head coach, um, say something like, you not in that top category? You was like, let that man know where I'm at now, basically. Oh, man. He better stop playing with me. Talking that crazy mess. So what were your thoughts? Like, if you're Michael B and you had a girl that went to your school that used to call you corny and make fun of you, and now she's interviewing you on the red carpet, like, what's your response? Like, I'd have been the same way. Would have been let her say what she need to say and then get my point across right now. Hey, man, you remember when I uh, hit it with a good smirk? And you know, all the ladies love him right now, so he really feeling himself. So it's over with. I'd have been like, you know what you just tell me this and that? I love that. All right, so you're Houston, right? You're you're a Houston guy all the way, right? All the way. Okay, so first of all, you got a new house. Congrats on blessings. How is it like living in a home that you built? Did you customize anything? Come on now, I ain't doing too much work. Well, I mean, did you customize anything? Like, what were the things that you said we got to have in my house? Like, what my are game room. <laughs> this is my game room right now, man. Right now, my game room. That's the only thing I really worry about: the game room and the internet. I let my the wife handle everything else. <laughs> the game room, and so what's in there? You got screens and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm almost done with it right now. You know what I'm saying? I would show you a little preview. See the big play over there. Okay, Warzone. I recall, right? So y'all catch my guy on Warzone. He be he said he all right, but I'm all right. Just all right. Okay, so you're Houston, and we've been talking about football and opportunities and the XFL then popped out here and showed out. I saw you shouting out the Houston Roughnecks. Do you have any connection? You going to pull up at a game? What's your thoughts on the XFL? Oh, great, man. I'm loving it, man. Just for other guys that's not in the league, man, get potential to get filmed to get in the league. So I love it, man. I love that, uh, you know, they brought that back and I'll be going to the games. Of course, I'm going to be. I got some guys that was under me and other teams that's playing there too. So uh, I'm going to be supportive. It's crazy because you talk about history and like, we got to talk about how we met, first of all. It's crazy. Like, when people, like, talk about how sports, athletes, even entertainers, like, it's like when we really link up, we can all tell we do the same thing because it's like it was vibes right away, right? Uh, off the jump, I said for the whole time we sat at the game just chopping <laughs> let me know <laughs> yeah so listen we pulled up to it was 2019 
the Hawks were playing the Spurs. And the reason I remember all these details, Slay, is because that's the night I met my now wife, which is really wild, by the way. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally. So it's me, you, Angel McCautry. We all sitting courtside. Your mom's was there because I took a photo with your mom. And we sitting courtside watching the game, chopping it up. I just so happened to be sitting there. And like, how did that even happen? It was crazy because I was just sitting down. My mom like a little nice. She, she know a little bit of basketball, but because she <laughs> wanted to come to the game. So then she like, you know, you're sitting by WME. But I was like, who? <laughs> I don't know who I was even sitting next to. Then, you know, look, I said, I think I do know who that is. I'm like, <laughs> you know, so talk is peeping. Next thing you know, we made a little combo. I'm like, you know, you kind of like said your name. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's her. <laughs> Super fan. I'm like, yeah, that's her. Okay. She cool people. And I felt the vibe, though, because how you came up dressed, too. You got like a little basketball fit on. Yeah. Like, we had a little something on. It's crazy because my guy, Rudy Gay, was playing for the Spurs at the time. He went to UConn with me. And so I was going to tell you that you didn't know this next part. I gave your mom a hug, said goodbye. Then I turned to Angel McCautry and was like, yo, what's crazy is I think I just saw my wife. And Angel McCautry was like, this is real talk, Darius. Angel McCautry was like, you lying. Calm down. And I'm like, not for real. So Serena, she had sung at the Hawks game earlier, the national anthem, and she was standing over around the way. So after I dapped you up and said later, I went to go talk to her and we are now married three years <laughs> out of this thing. Oh, you said you would go got it. Love her <laughs> Walk straight up to her. So you're like a part of my forever memory of like, I was rolling with you the night I met my wife, which is kind of crazy. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, hey, you braver than me, you walk straight up into it. That's Why does everybody say that? You don't be walking straight. Well, you married now. Shouts to Jennifer. Uh, you married, but before you were married, you weren't just walking up the folk? <laughs> what? That take a lot of courage, that man. Mm-mm. So what was you doing? What's the approach? I don't get it. Come on, the coach is you see him in person. Uh-huh. Look at it. You know you're going to find an IG. You're going to know it. you going to find somebody that know it. Get the IG. Wow. That's the move? Yeah, the keyboard. The keyboard. And then now the Twitter fingers and the keyboard. Now you're typing in the DMs and started with a DM. Now, is that how you met Jennifer? Yeah, that's how we met. Uh-huh. You lying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where did you see her? We saw a little chiller everywhere a little bit. You know, definitely on social media a lot, too. But, what? you know, finally we ran into each other. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. Just how you feel like, yeah, that's mine. I'm like, yeah, that's mine too. You knew it off rip. Let me go ahead and get this. <laughs> Let me slide in right now. <laughs> and you married now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my God. You said you're going and got that then. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, but back to, okay, we was talking about ball. We were at a Hawks game. Dame Dollar recently dropped a 71-piece nugget. That's my dog. That's my, him and Trey Young my favorite two-point guards ever. For real? You know, I'm a big Trey Young fan, too, so. But Dane, that's my dude. Dane reminds me of myself, man. That's literally what I was about to ask you. What's your player comp in the NBA? I was going to say that. Yeah, Dane. Dame is like the me of the NFL. Like a guy that, that he went to Portland. Portland ain't known for too much winning. I went to Detroit, but we all ballers. And, you know, we be like the only ones, not saying everybody don't get recognition, but we the only ones that kind of like get known a lot, get the respect that we deserve. But then again, they always talking about, hey, getting overlooked as in championships or you never made it to the playoffs so you can't be a top corner because you ain't playing great. You know what I'm saying? You never been on the number one defense, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I can only imagine what happened with Dame, if Dame ever leave. Just how I felt when I left Philly. I mean, left Detroit to come to Philly. Yeah. Now I'm not like the top five corner they want to talk about heavy a lot. But I've been doing that since. 
Right. So it's just, you just changed teams. You ain't changed. You just changed teams. It's funny you say that too, because Charles Barkley was on first take and he said he hopes that Dane doesn't fall into the peer pressure. Does it matter if you move or not anymore? Like, well, it's, it's different in basketball because y'all kind of control y'all trade value. Y'all, can, y'all can, don't have to get traded. Y'all can go do this. Y'all can do that. Y'all don't have to do it. NFL is different. You know, NFL kind of like, hey, you, you need to get on. Like, hey, you need to get on. NBA kind of like, I get to pick where I want to go or I can stay or whatever he want to do. But if I'm a basketball player, I would have stayed too. I'm staying with my team too, trying to bring him a championship too. For but real? Then, you would just, you would stay down with your team? I'm going to stay down. You know, I'm going to stay down because uh, definitely I want to be something different, you know. But uh, when I, if I get to that age about 35, 36, I mean, I ain't really the number one option no more. So, yeah, I'm going to slide in. Dang, <laughs> all right. So, listen, you got your own podcast, Big Play Podcast. What's that like? What you talk about on the pile? What y'all got going on? I talk about the game, give them game, give them live game feed and stuff, how I felt about the game. I do it, I literally do it right after I play. Oh, for real? Yeah, so it'll be right after, like. Fresh. Fresh. I'm talking about I got the adrenaline still going from a win or a loss, all that. So, uh, but uh, that's during the season, though. But uh, now I'm going to just probably talk about other sports now that I'm out. And so. are you real? Like, you know how, like, on the podcast, like, you know, like, are you keeping it real on something that happened on the field? Or are you keeping it PC? Because I, I figured you were. That's why I was well, asking. I'm keeping 1,000 out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm keeping it real. You know, I had this, I had this, you know, I'm glad I got some great editors, man, because I'll be really going in too much. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, man. I can't. I got fans out there, but I know when I'm done and retired. Oh yeah, I'm letting it ride. What's the fans talking about? Like, have you ever gotten like, has your coaches or anybody had to be like, yo, yo, chill a little bit on that? Like, or- no, nah, that's what we're trying to do. That's why we having them good editors, man. Because they be like, I like, yeah, my coaching like, but I say that, like, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, though, because me being an owner of the Atlanta Dream, which you better be pulling up this summer to a game, Slay. I'm going to be there. You know, okay. I already said it. I already said it. I'm going to be there. Okay. Be there. It's kind of that same way with me, though, because when there's certain topics going on, like, I can give my input to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, too, I'm also still an owner and vice president of, the, of a team. So people are going to understand you got to walk that line as well. You can keep it 100, but I maybe don't have to tell you every part of everything. Hey, you can't basically. tell them everything. can't tell them everything. <laughs> Man, that thing you know is be, be yeah, well, quick. Facts. All right. So my last thing I want to ask you is with the NFL season, Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event every single year. When you think back at your season now, have you gotten a chance to basically reflect on like how dope of a season you had? Because as an athlete, I don't really think I ever did that. Like I would just be worried about the next championship or the next year or whatever else. But do you ever take time to just like reflect on what you just did, the number one defense in the NFL? Man, I'll be trying to, man. But it'd be like, when you think of stuff like that, you know, when you get to the end of the season, what else being so competitive? It make you feel like it, it was all a waste. You know what I'm saying? Not saying a waste, waste, but just like, bro, we've been doing all this all this year. And not win the whole thing is like, man, I'm ready to get the next year just because of the fact. But, uh, you know, I had to think about it one day just because i never been this far. I never made out the first round of the playoffs while I was in wow. Detroit. So I was like, shoot, I was I was happy every day. I never been 10 and 0, 0, whatever we was started. But, uh, yeah, man, I was reflecting like, bro, we was really, really good. And I'm just like looking like, man, this team will be different next year. Like. Man, whole new faces. It, it got the other guys got to buy in, got to do this all over again. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. So I'm not gonna reminisce too much because, like I said, it's still kind of fresh. 
it's all right though, man. I'm gonna get back to it. <laughs> well, listen, you had an amazing year. I tell you all the time, Big Play Slay. They don't call you Big Play Slay for nothing, man. Thank you for joining me here on Montgomery and Co. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Man, I'm so glad my guy Slay pulled up because. I met him at a random Atlanta Hawks game where the Hawks just so happened to be playing against someone I went to school with, Rudy Gay. I met Darius Slay on the night that I met Serena, who now y'all know, the co-host who became my wife. Life is crazy, you know? Like when they say you never know what's coming for you, you never know. I thought I was just gonna pull up to watch a good NBA game. I found a whole wife at the game. I got a homie now that I know and Darius Slay, my guy that I cheer for. And speaking of that, man, I wish him nothing but the best to him and his family because y'all already know over here at MoCo, it's a generational thing. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.